David Addison, happy new year. Lovely to see you here, Autosport uh, 2020, a new decade. I know, huff and puff and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I said to you off, Mike, I was gathering and just assuming that you would be back to do another British Touring Car Championship behind the mic for lovely ITV4, but they won't mind me saying you don't really know quite yet, do you? No, normally there's a piece of paper with some signatures on it, which we haven't got there yet, but I'm, I'm sure it'll carry on because it's a good team and I don't think any of us really want that to change on either side of the fence. So I'm looking forward to... Uh, I think ITV have the rights for two more years, so it would tie in with yeah, that. Yeah. And um, looking forward to another mega season because over our shoulder are driver announcements and team launches and, and the news and the entry list is starting to take shape. And, um, yeah, there are some similarities in who's driving what and there are some differences from last year. And throw it all together, we're in for another good year. Exactly, because it's well, this year has a, a lot to live up to because... You were part of last year. We can, we can guarantee that. And what what a season that was! Those last couple of laps at Brands um, still live with me. I, I, that's not meant to sound corny or cliched or arrogant, but you know it was a mega day, and it was Tim out of the window that saw the tap that turned Turkington around in in race two, um, and we both thought, right, that's really torn it for Colin. Now he obviously thought that was the championship yep. gone. Uh, and the pendulum swung a different way and then there's a guy called Tony Barber who is the vision mixer for, for, at Brands for that, that last round and it was him that hit the button to capture Dan Camish going off and that was his crowning moment because uh, you know you, you could have cut to that car in the gravel but to actually get Camish going off in full flight um, was quite something and, and, and I'm still quite pleased I got the right Honda as I yelled that's Camish going off rather yeah. than it being Matt Neal um, and, and again, you know, Tim and I looked at each other, quickly trying to process what's happened and what that yeah. means. You know, the ramifications of that Honda going off the road meant that he's out, and that gives Turkington that place, which means those points, which means that championship. And uh, yeah, uh, from a, a, a commentating point of view, it was a, a great race, a great day to call, and it sort of sums up the BTCC. You never know what's going to happen. A fantastic championship and again you and I are very lucky to I suppose to be involved in it and, and in a working capacity we go along for free or whatever and enjoy that entertainment but you would have thought even on a global scale and I don't want it to sound too dramatic I think that there are a lot of people that would love their championships to be as exciting as entertaining as the BTC is. And you have to bear in mind that a lot of this is, is down to the heritage that the championship has. You know, from 1958 onwards, there has been saloon car racing of this level in Britain. Other countries, other championships don't have that heritage. They've come and gone, they've been rekindled, reinvented. And an awful lot of the interest in the BTCC is partly because of the heritage, it's partly because of the old super touring era where you had that stellar cast. It was the unofficial European championship and people looked from around the world at it. And when I used to go and do the odd DTM race, German journalists would come up to me and ask, what's happening in the BTCC? Who's quick? Who's going to drive for such and such? doesn't happen the other way around. BTCC journalists don't talk about the DTM. Or, you know, I get emails off my Australian mates. Oh, you know, we've just caught up with Brands or Silverstone or whatever. That was a mega race between X and Y. Um, it's the envy of touring car championships around the world. As I say, for lots of reasons, but fundamentally, if the racing weren't as good as it is, they wouldn't be watching. No, exactly. Um, Colin Champion, uh, College Colin Champion, start well, over again. I think it's a fraudulent it, it slip. He's got to that I was point now, say, right, hasn't he? It? Is because he's won that title four <laughs> yes. times. But Colin Turkington, his fourth crown last year. Um, I kept saying to myself, 
of all of the achievements, obviously winning a championship is something else, but that Andy Rouse record had been there for absolutely donkey's years. Colin has gone and done that. Do you think that that was recognised enough last year? Because of all of the things that we look at every weekend, every race, we analyse everything and what people are achieving. That is some achievement, isn't it? What he's gone and done. I think it's a bigger achievement than, than the Andy Rouse four titles. Because, because that was a different format. It was class, absolutely. wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it, some, some of them were done by, by class results. Yeah. Um, and they were done over a longer period of time. Okay, in a, a cross-section of cars. You can give Andy Rouse a lot of credit for engineering those cars, effectively designing and building them into a saloon car, touring car of the time, which Colin hasn't had to do. He's had an input as a good development driver. Um, But you're looking at a much more competitive, more combative British touring car championship than you had in the... I mean, it was 1975 when Andy Rouse won his first title, um, which was a a three-way tie on points people tend to forget but you know 83 he won it through a, a class result largely because the Rovers got thrown out of the championship and, and had results taken away so he sort of inherited that uh, 84 with the Rover was the season that Austin Rover pulled out which made life a bit easier and 85 the championship wasn't that strong but he still missed the first couple of races while he was building the Ford Sierra what was the XR4 TI so you, you can argue it both ways but to go up against the drivers we've got now in three races a day in reverse grid in option tyres with all the safety car periods I mean safety cars in the mid-1980s when Andy Rouse was last winning a championship we, we, we hardly ever saw them they were only there for long distance touring car races they weren't used in the way that you see them now so to have to cope with all of the different you know, motor racing has changed yeah. from the last Rouse title to where we stand today um, yes I, I think Colin's achievements I get accused of being biased towards him, but I think he's an excellent driver. I, I, I think his four titles, certainly the, the third and the fourth, deserve a huge amount of credit for the way that he has won them um, in different adversities, family reasons in, in 18 and the, the strife of the last day in 19. Um, plus, who he's racing against, the level at which everybody is operating. You know, Look at the grid. There's, 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 there's barely a dummy out there. This is this is as serious as it has ever been. And in 18, as you remember, we had what, 17 different winners. Now, some people say, oh, well, you know, that devalues it because it's almost like everybody gets a turn. No, it's not. You've got to work blooming hard to win a race. He only won one that year to be the champion. Um, to be the champion at the moment takes a huge amount of skill and commitment and effort. And you have to know when to roll with the punches, like at Brands Hatch in race two. Don't you know, get in the car and drive home, pick yourself up and give it your best shot in race three, and it comes out Anything can happen way, yeah. to look what happened as yeah. well. Um, Dan Camish, I've had a chat with him. He, to some extent, he's still getting over what happened in that final weekend. But what does that do to Dan as a driver? What would you perceive that that does for Dan as a driver? Because he says he won't forget it, and it will always hurt, regardless of what uh, happens. But I think he'll bounce back even stronger. It's probably the biggest knock he's ever had yep. in recent years. You know, he had that amazing year in Formula Ford when he won, what was it, 27 races. Um, he then had his stellar years in Carrera Cup. He's been a front runner. He's been a race winner in touring cars. And then, bang, at the last moment, a championship that he had a hand on virtually is gone. Yes, you're right. Of course it's going to hurt. I think it will make him stronger. And it may well make him approach his racing in a, in a slightly different way, thinking... Right, I'm going to bank some points. You never know when I might need these. Um, 
his day will come. I mean, he, he's got touring car champion written over him, as have others on the grid. Um, won't be a Colin Turkington route forever. Dan Camish is there with a title or two or three in him, so is Tom Ingram, there's more in Andrew Jordan, for example. There are lots of drivers that can be champions. But I think Dan will come back stronger, and of course he will have a point to prove. Um, but having said that, you could argue he's got less to prove, because to have come so close, he's almost been a champion. So he doesn't have to show people how good he is anymore. He doesn't have to be almost getting results for people's approval or respect. He's got his deal signed with Dynamics. The relationship is there. The continuity is there. Okay, you missed out on the championship, but we accept that you're as good as a champion. So get out there and win races and win win a title. Go and do it as well. Speaking of Andrew Jordan, you just mentioned him uh, amongst others just then. Um, I forgot that he came second. I thought that Dan came second and he didn't. Well, it was a tie, and yeah, then I well, think he got it because of, of the race wins, yeah, I think, yeah. wasn't it? And again, had he not had the Donington weekend that he had, if but well, maybe yeah. again, but, but, and but you, you know, people but, say he, Andrew Jordan missed three races. He didn't. He missed two because he yeah. was in the first one, of which course, is where the accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, he had two non-finishes there. Well, all right, he had a non-finish at Knock Hill as another example, but Dan had his non-finish at Brands Hatch. Yeah. So. Um, it all balances out. Absolutely, it? absolutely. But, well, but the fact that he was in contention was outstanding. Yeah. Yes, he had a great car. Yes, he's a fantastic driver. We know all of that. But to piece the season together as he did with this constant spectre that might not be in this championship after this year, and you know, where's the money going to come from? A deal's been sorted. That's great. But there was a lot more on his mind than just going for points last year. Um, I think Andrew did an outstanding job. Great he's back, great Collins back, great Dan's back, Ash Sutton is back. We thought we might lose Ash Sutton. There's been a well, we know the announcement again with Laser Tools Racing. And when you look at that lineup again, which pretty much is what we're looking at, aren't we? Obviously the teams are there, that's crucial, but it's it is a fantastic lineup, isn't it? We're gonna have more announcements made here, I'm sure over the four days at Autosport International and up to Card kind of Light Media Day. It's it's a great package, isn't it? Of old news, old and new, old and new. You've got um, the continuity in some areas, and, and you've got the shuffling that keeps it fresh in others. Yeah. And, and as I said a while ago, you add that all together, um, stir it all in the pot, and you're, you're going to have another another great season. You know, will it go down to the penultimate lap like Brands? It's not, not going to be far away, though, no, is it? No, I don't think again. No. It will go, I think it will go to the weekend, won't it? Absolutely. Definitely, with at least one or two drivers. Yeah, and if you stand here now and predict who it would be fighting for the championship... Let's not do that. Dave. Well, no, we, because we've done that before, haven't we're, we? We're always spot off. Um, <laughs> there are so many more names that you can throw into the melting pot to, to win races, and if you're winning races, you're taking points off other people. Um, it's one of the great fascinations of the championship. You could, I mean, because it's three races of a weekend, they're like a mini championship each time we go to a circuit. That, that three races, and you see how people have scored well, badly, and indifferently across three races. A mini championship. There it is. We've got ten of those mini championships all to be strung together. Um, but you can't only think about points. You've got to get stuck in on occasions, but you can't get stuck in on every occasion because it bites you, and the clever drivers know when, when to hold and when to fold. Exactly. Looking forward to Silverstone, the new two-venue... I am, actually. Um, Calendar for, announcement? Yeah, the international circuit. Yeah. And, and although I've talked about highlights of racing on that, I've never actually covered a race meeting on it, and I'm looking forward to that because it's somewhere new and it's somewhere fresh. And... One of the good things about Silverstone is it's a wide circuit. It's always great for, for national racing because you can overtake. You've got yeah. the width of the road to overtake. It's somewhere that very few of the touring car um, pack will have raced on that configuration. So there's a step into the unknown when we go there. Um, there's no data on setup. 
and it should deliver good racing there's some fast bits some concertina bits where people are all funnel up together and with some contact and people will get turned around I'm thinking at the end of Vale going into club which is always a pinch point there are bits where track limits is going to be a factor so that'll get Tim Harvey well wound up and that could shape up racing as well but yeah we've got Donington starting the season we've got a, a, an extra Silverstone and a different Silverstone just to freshen things up and I think that's great for the series yeah, fantastic so Considering you are back, if you are back, which I'm sure that you will be, David, along with Tim and all of their other team, it's a, a lot to look forward to, isn't it? Again, I think, you know, we've got so much to look forward to. I can't see it being far off what we had last year. So enjoy the commentary, I think, is what you're saying, the teamwork that you get on with, uh, with, uh, with Tim. I'm sure we'll have a great season because, you know, the grid will be full. It's yeah. got some, as we've been saying, some star names, some continuity, a bit of shuffling, and... The unpredictability, you know, the regulations are, are, are tweaked again, things like yep. the tyres and so on and so forth. Yeah, exciting, so, aren't they? Yeah, the championship never stands still.